you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Adulthood Academy. It's amazing to have you here. I hope you have something fun planned for the weekend. Uh, get outside a little bit if you have some nice weather, um, catch up on some TV shows. You know, one of my favorite hobbies actually is just like watching TV and watching movies. Uh, I have a lot of other like more interesting hobbies, but uh, I really do love to just watch TV. And one of my favorite shows that I'm re-watching right now for the fourth time is Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I highly recommend. I, like I said, have watched four times and I just keep catching things and I'm like, oh, I never noticed that before. It's just an amazing show. So that's my TV recommendation for this week. So go check that out. And this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking all about money stress. And I'm sure we've all been there before. We check our bank account. We find an amount that's like less than we thought it was, an amount that makes us uncomfortable. And maybe you have big expenses coming up and you're not really sure how you're going to make ends meet or pay that bill or whatever it is. Or you're doing something like you're putting off life expenses, like bigger life purchases and stress about out about all the things you need to catch up on, like once you get paid or once you sort things out or whatever that like arbitrary, like once I do this thing, then I'm going to do that thing. Like been there. Okay. Um, and honestly, it's been a lifelong process and your finances are always going to ebb and flow. Like a couple weeks ago, I had $40 in my bank account because I had accidentally skipped two of my weekly money check-ins. I, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about. Um, and I just had no idea what money was in my account. I got busy. I was like doing other things. And then I checked my bank account and I was like, Oh, I only have $40 in my bank account. Um, but luckily I have a money management system system in place. I know how to budget and like get back on track. But there's always like that fear of just checking your bank account and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen in here and everything that stems from that. From there. Today I'm going to give you some practical tips to reduce your money stress and some mindset-based tips as well that you can lean on when money stress kind of like peaks its head into your life. And before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about budget intensives. Budget intensives are a great way to work together in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. We'll spend a month together. I will go in-depth into your finances and into whatever your situation is. We'll put together a plan for whatever stage you're in. If you're working to pay off your debt, if you're saving for your emergency fund, if you're focusing on retirement, we'll put together like at least six to eight months of a plan of this is what your budget looks like for June, July, August, September. And here's your touch points of like what to be focusing on each month and action items for your weekly money check-ins. And it's just like everything you need to succeed with your budget. And it's been really great for my clients just to get up on your feet with a budget um, in a short amount of time, a month. You can ask all your questions, get everything sorted out um, and kind of like cut through the overwhelm of 
if you're just starting budget, you're like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> That's a great place to start. And I will guide you through the whole process and make it really easy for you. And no more like skimming through the internet for like a thousand hours <laughs> and years trying to figure out uh, a way that works. Get it done in a month and be done with it. So I have one spot available for each month. So um, I book out a couple months in advance. So like if May is booked, you can book July or June or August. I put those backwards, <laughs> got my months fixed up, but you get the idea. I have one spot available every month because it's super time intensive and I want to give people all of the effort that I have to their situation. So if you're interested in one of those, <clears throat> excuse me, check out the link in the show notes or go to my website, angelahatchie.com slash budget intensives. So first of all, let's tackle that the nitty gritty, the mindset stuff. And I know money, stress, finances can affect every area of your life from not being able to sleep at night because you're worried about how you're going to pay for that upcoming surgery to causing like rifts and tension in personal relationships. Financial stress can be a real bitch and it's super common. In fact, I'm going to give you some statistics. You should know that 72% of Americans feel stressed about money, at least sometimes. Your stress about money can become a bit of a vicious cycle, right? Because if you're stressed about money, maybe you accidentally spend more than you want to because you're feeling guilty about the spending and then you're feeling ashamed, like you're not worthy. And then you're stressed about money again, right? Like it's just circular. Stressed about money, something comes up, you have to spend money, you feel guilty about it. We're right back where we started. So how do we overcome this? The first step, I think, in most of these circumstances is to find somebody to talk to, an empathetic friend, a family member that you can talk to, that you can trust, not somebody that's going to make you feel badly or feel guilty, um, a professional, financial advisor, a debt counselor, me, um, whatever works for you works for you. And that's fantastic because talking through your stress can help you work out solutions rather than just like, we're going to dwell on this situation forever and not make any forward progress on it. And that's what we want to do. So have an actual like discourse about it. If you're talking with a family member or a friend, um, allow yourself to just like express your concerns. If they have concerns, like if it's a family member and they're like, listen, I'm worried about you not being able to pay your rent. It, it's fine. Let's have a conversation about it um, and talk to them about your commitment to change your situation or you're working to overcome money stress or whatever your situation is and ask for what you need. That's the most important part is like, do you need support? Do you need accountability? Do you need empathy from them or just listening? Do you need reminders like, hey, will you just check in on me every Friday and make sure that I'm said I'm doing what I said I would do, or I'm checking on my money or I paid off my debt. I just need somebody to hold me accountable. Like whatever you need from that person ask for it. So that's a really simple one. That's like very obvious, but a lot of people I think overlook it because it's like a pride issue or we don't want to admit that we're like working on something. Like I have this problem too, where I'm very independent by nature. Like I don't want to accept help from anybody. And I don't want to ask for help. So for me anyway, going to somebody like, Hey, I really actually need help with this. And it's something I'm working on. Um, is really hard to do. So don't overlook this step and find somebody that you can talk to. If you want to send me a DM on Instagram, if you're like, I don't have somebody in my immediate life, I'm happy to talk things out with you and figure out some sort of solution um, to work on this with. Okay. So after we find somebody to talk to, the next thing we're going to do is identify what causes the stress on the deepest level. Not just like, I'm stressed about money. That's not very helpful to us. It's not like, well, I don't have any money and that's why I'm stressed. That's obvious. <laughs> I would be stressed. I am stressed if I'm like lower on money than I expect to be. And most people would be. So we need to be more specific about it. 
is it that most of your money is going towards paying off debt? Is that why you don't have enough money to go towards the things that you really care about? Do you feel like you don't make enough money? Is it that you feel like you're trying to keep up appearances and it's killing your bank account? Or maybe you feel like every time you start to get ahead, something comes up and you're right back where you started, which I spent a lot of time in that space where I was like, okay, well, I saved $100 and then I had to buy new tires for $500. And you're just like one step forward, 100 steps backward, and you're just like kind of stuck in that cycle. Because once you identify the actual source of the stress, like I feel like I don't make enough money, you can begin to address that issue. If some of your problems can be solved by focusing on, for example, like paying off a credit card, you have a first step there, right? It's kind of like revealed to you. If you go to look at your, what the stressors are in your life and you're like, yeah, you know what? I spend 30% of my income goes to debt every month. There, your next step is revealed to you. Like, okay, well, if I paid off one of these credit cards and started there, that would probably be helpful, right? So identifying that root cause on the deepest level is super important. I'm like, I just have no money and I'm stressed about it go a little bit deeper there. If you need to journal about it, if you need to talk to that trusted friend, great places to start. Step three, and this one's going to be a real bitch because we don't like to admit when we're like not so good at something. Again, I'm talking to myself here also. Um, I don't like admitting like faults in myself. Who does, right? Okay. I know I'm not alone here. So number three is to evaluate your financial habits. This can be very uncomfy, right? Because we're having to come face to face with certain areas where we may have some unproductive habits. So, and a great example is like, if you've had a bad day at work and you're not feeling great about yourself, do you tend to open up your Amazon app and buy some things to make yourself feel better? Because that's that dopamine girlfriend. Like when we are expecting a package and you get so excited about it, even if it's like curtains or a shower rod or something, it's still exciting for some reason. It's because we get like that rush of dopamine and kind of like happiness and joy out of doing those things. If you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. If I have like a bad day at work or I'm not feeling great about myself, um, a quick pick me up is going on Amazon and getting something that I like or maybe not something that you really love and you're just getting something to get something. That would be a point to start um, addressing. Um, if you have like an argument with your husband or your significant other and your way to apologize is like, I'm going to buy an expensive gift for them. There are so many ways that we self-sabotage and working to identify those habits is the first step in overcoming them. So when I first started doing this, I had to examine all these things. It was very uncomfortable because I was like, okay, well, I was one of my bad habits was because I felt bad about where I was with my money. I would overspend money, right? Like self-sabotage to a T because it was like all of my money was going towards like just staying alive, like rent, some groceries here and there, gas money, getting to work and back. And I had no money to like enjoy. So something that I had to overcome was figuring out, okay, what's the, the bad habit here? And one of them was when I get paid, I want to like impulse buy something because I feel like at least I get to enjoy my money for five minutes before it's gone to go pay bills. And so confronting that bad habit was really important because I was like, okay, what can I replace this bad habit with? Uh, because I'm feeling badly about the fact that I don't have enough money to pay my bills and do something I want. What can I replace this with? But that was really important to do because I didn't want to do it. Like I didn't want to replace that habit, but as you can see, it's really benefited me to start in that place and working to overcome the stress I had about money. That's just one little step. This next step, step four, is to identify negative money mindset blocks. This is like new territory to you 
money mindset. I did an episode all about this. Episode six is going to walk you through how to overcome limiting beliefs surrounding money. So that might be a great place to start if you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) but it is essentially like, what do you believe about money to be true in your life? For me, it was like money is stress. And all that was going to be available to me was like having an okay job and just kind of like scraping by. But what we tell ourselves, say to ourselves or repeat about situations becomes all of our realities. So you have to start tuning into what you think, what you say, what you repeat about money to yourself, because nothing is going to magically change. And working to identify those negative money mindset blocks, a great way to do this would be like to journal about it. Like, what is money to me? Money equals what? And just start there. If you're like money equals stress, money equals like my parents fighting, money equals like being worried about paying bills that's a great place to start. And digging further into that, like overcoming that, which is what I talk about in that episode, episode six, is working to replace that. So if money equals stress to you, identifying what you want to believe instead, and then repeating it to yourself, telling yourself that that's true, saying it to yourself out loud, and creating that story around money instead of money equals stress, maybe it's like money is a resource, money is opportunity, money is options, and working to replace your negative money story with something more positive. Again, this is a long-term thing. It's not like, okay, great. I identified that money equals stress and tomorrow money is going to be a resource. Money is going to be an option. It's something that we have to work on like repeating to ourselves and like kind of like self-actualizing in our own lives and proving it to yourself. So I go over a couple of those in that episode of like, how do you start proving it to yourself? How do you change the story in your head of like money equals stress to money equals options? How do you work to do that? But that is going to be super important because as I've said in episodes before, anything that's going to change your life is mostly mental. If you want to become an amazing athlete, a lot of it is mental. If you want to become a business owner, a lot of that is mental and you have to overcome those things. If you're like working to become more healthy in your life, a lot of that is mental. That's something that I'm working on right now too, is like, this is a long story. I'll just do a snippet. Like I used to be an athlete. And so I was like always in good shape, never really had to try. Um, And so I was just like, could eat whatever I wanted, never had to worry about anything because I was like exercising so much that it didn't matter. And so as I became an adult person, I can't eat whatever I want and I have to be like really conscious about it. But working to change that like mindset block has been really hard to overcome. And it's just like, I know exactly what I need to do. I know what food is healthy and what food is not healthy. But again, it's like the mental component of it that really trips you up that you have to work on. And so identifying this and like really not overlooking this portion is going to be so important because you will find yourself like telling yourself all kinds of crazy stories about money if that's what you're working to overcome. If you're like, I will never have enough money to go on vacation. I will never have enough money to retire on time. I will always have to have a shitty job. Like as those things pop up, like as you're thinking now, or if you're saying them out loud or whatever you are believing to be true about your financial situation will become your reality. But when you can pin down those things where you're like, oh, why did I say that? Why do I think that money is stress? And you can start to pinpoint those things and change the story. It, it will be the biggest game changer for you because most of this is like a mental game and working to become more disciplined and replace 
bad habits and bad mindset with positive things that you can tell yourself. And the second half of this episode, we're going to be talking about how to logistically set up your life to reduce money stress. So we just talked about like kind of where to get started in terms of like your mindset, find somebody to talk to, have an actual conversation about it, identify what causes your stress on the root level, think about your habits, identify negative mindset blocks. Like that's all like the back end work of your life where you're like, okay, I need to address my habits and my mindset before I can move on. Um, that's what we just covered in the first half. So the second half of this is going to be like, okay, logistically, how do I set up my life to be like less stressful about money, putting things into place, all of those things that will absolutely reduce your money stress in your life and make you feel more confident about your situation than ever before. The first thing, and this is where I start on a lot of these, like, here's your to-do list, is track expenses for a month. Because A, nobody wants to do it <laughs> because it's uncomfy. It makes you confront things in your life that you're like, I spent a lot on Amazon this month. It just makes you more aware. So tracking your expenses, nobody wants to do it, but it is the best place to start. And you're just for the month that you're tracking, just spend and save as you normally would and just keep track for the month. This is going to give you an accurate picture of where your money's going. And typically the next step is going to be revealed after doing this. Because if I, if, like I said, you're like, whoa, I spent a lot on Amazon. Maybe your next step is like, okay, every month I can spend 200 bucks on Amazon or whatever it is. If you're spending like 500 now and you're like, I am uncomfortable with that amount there's your next first step and it's kind of revealed to you. That gives you a great foundation for reducing your money stress because I find that most people's stress and kind of anxiety about money stems from the fact that they have no idea where it goes. And that's what I hear from my clients and the people that I work with the most is, and typically it comes around to that root issue of like feeling out of control with your money and like you don't know where it goes. And that's what this tracking expenses for a month will do for you. And every month, because I know exactly where all of my money is going every single dollar. It makes me feel really great about my money and not stressed because I'm not like, okay, when is that a hundred dollar bill coming out? When do I need to buy groceries this week? Am I going to be able to afford gas? When is that subscription for Netflix coming out? Am I going to overdraft? Like I don't have to worry about that. And just eliminating that on like the very simple level of just keep track of your expenses and when money is coming in and, co and going out will be like the best thing to start with. Because if you know when your money's coming out, you don't have to like think about it, lose sleep about it. You know exactly when it is. And just taking back that little piece of control is really important. The next one is to build up a month of emergency savings before you tackle debt. So in the previous step, tracking your expenses for a month, you just figured out how much money you spend every single month. And that makes this step even easier, right? Because if you save a month of expenses, this is going to serve as your first safety net. This will eliminate your feeling of like, I feel like I'm always getting ahead with my money, but something always comes up problem. And I talked about, I think in this episode about like, I put a hundred dollars to my savings and then I needed $500 of tires because I didn't plan for that in advance. And I would have to go into debt for it. If you have a month of expenses and something like new tires emergency comes up that you were like, shoot, I didn't get a chance to save for this. And I don't have any extra money. You have one month of emergency savings available to you that you are not feeling like super discouraged. You don't have to worry about it. You're like, okay, am I going to pay rent or am I going to put off getting my tires for another month? It eliminates that stress. So having just even like one month of expenses is going to save you big time in the stress department. Your next step, and this is like an obvious one, right? Working to eliminate all your all of your debt or at least your high interest debt, which excludes your mortgage. So if you have a mortgage 
we're not talking about that. We're talking about your consumer debt, credit cards, um, your car payment, student loans, that kind of stuff. Like I know that if you're carrying debt, you're stressed about it. I know it because I've been there. Even if it's like a hundred bucks on your credit card, if it's a thousand, it's 10,000, if it's 50,000, it all comes with stress because if you can't pay it, it causes you to be stressed about it. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. I know <laughs> because I can't stand to have like, if I have $25 on a credit card, I'm like, I got to get that off of there right now. <laughs> That's why I don't use a credit card anymore because it caused me too much stress because I wasn't in the place that I was like making enough money to use a credit card responsibly. I was just like, I want this thing or I need groceries or I need gas. And I didn't actually have the money to pay it off every month. So it caused me stress all the time. I was like, okay, well now I'm gonna have to pay interest. That's gonna be 35 more dollars. <laughs> and I don't have 35 more dollars. <laughs> and so it always caused me to be stressed. So the bigger your debt is, the more stress it can cause in your life. And obviously if you work to eliminate that thing in your life, it's going to be helpful. And I know I've talked about this so many times, like I know how hard it is to carry debt and to work to pay it off. It's a freaking pain in the ass and I couldn't stand it. And I know so many people are in that place. Like 80% of Americans are in debt and 80% are living paycheck to paycheck. So you can imagine that deadly combination of living paycheck to paycheck and all of your money is going towards debt payments and just like staying alive. Obviously, obviously we're stressed out about it. So a couple ways you could do this and we'll do an episode like all about getting rid of your debt also. But the conventional wisdom is like arrange your debts from smallest to largest and pay the minimums on all of the debts while putting everything you can towards the smallest. So let's say you have a credit card with a hundred bucks on it. You have a credit card with a thousand dollars on it and you have student loans with a lot on it you're going to work to pay off that $100 credit card while paying minimums to the rest. And then you're going to start tackling that credit card with $1,000 on it and putting everything you can towards that. Because if you can free up a minimum payment, like if your first minimum payment is $50, then you can roll over that 50 bucks to paying off the next biggest one. Hopefully that makes sense. But if it doesn't, send me a DM on Instagram and I will give you a voice message to explain it. But that is... I find to be the most motivating way because if you can get rid of like a, a small credit card or your smallest loan pretty quickly, it's really motivating. Um, the next way to do it is to arrange from the most that you're paying interest on. So if your student loans are like crazy expensive or your car loan has a ton of interest on it, start paying off that one first and arrange from your highest, um, either your highest balance or your highest interest rate to the smallest um, and work on the biggest one. So as you pay these off, I just talked about, it will free up whatever your monthly payment was and you can roll that over to your next one. Hence the snowball, debt snowball is what it's called. Okay, so imagine now we're in the place where we've tracked our expenses for a month. We know exactly where all of our money's going. You've built up one month of emergency funds so that if something comes up in your life, you're not screwed like out of money that you need to pay with bills and you've eliminated or you're working on eliminating your debt or your high interest debt, and you've either eliminated all of it or you're like making great progress on it. Imagine how you're feeling now and the amount of stress that has decreased in your life. If you're like, okay, I've got my debt under control. I have uh, my first safety net of one month of expenses to lean on. And that kind of takes care of a majority of just like your everyday kind of like average problems that come up, uh, that will take care of most of them because you'll have a little bit of extra money. Um, all of your money won't be going towards debt payments and you can start putting it towards other things, which is the next step, which is building up three to six months of emergency savings. Now, this is your huge safety net. If you go, if you didn't 
listened to the last episode, highly recommend go listen to the last one, which is all about why you need an emergency fund, how to save for one, how to kind of like kickstart an emergency fund, because it's going to be the huge, huge safety net for all of the wild, unpredictable things that happen in life. If you lose your job, you can't work for some other reason, you get injured, you need to leave a toxic work environment, you need to take care of a sick parent, there is your support for you and that's your safety net. So you can imagine, again, what your life looks like when you're to this place where you're like, okay, I've got six months of an emergency fund saved up. I don't have debt anymore. I have very little debt and I'm feeling really great, right? Because the amount of stress in your life, like money related stress goes down every single one of these that you do because you're like, great. (laughs) Now I have a little bit extra money. I'm not worried if I like can't work for a week. I don't have to rush out and take the first job available to me if I get fired or I lose my job. And I'm not like so, so stressed about being able to pay bills or pay my debt or if something happens to me or something happens to my family, you've prepared and you've taken these necessary steps to reduce that stress in your life. So you can imagine your life when these things are complete, the feeling of security and confidence you have that should things come up, which they inevitably will, you have a plan and you have that source of money to help get you through. And I can't tell you like how much it's helped my stress and the people that I work with because financial stress stems from having a sense that things are out of control. But if you're not going to take the steps to be in control of your money, who's going to do it? You ultimately have control over these things. And I know it can be daunting and it can be an overwhelming process to get started. It takes a lot of wisdom to know that things need to change in your life. And it takes a considerable amount of courage to take these necessary steps to change. You know, I'm here to support you and you're always welcome to send me a message or an email. My entire goal is to help people gain back control of their money, just feel really good about enjoying it and prepare for all the things they want to do in the future. And that's one of my main focuses is like, you can enjoy your money and responsibly save for the future, but you have to have the process and you have to have the courage to take these necessary steps to change because if you don't change, nothing will, right? That's the like quote of the century. So I'm going to give you a few action items for the week that are going to get you started on this, on working to reduce money stress in your life. There will always be work involved in things that are worthy of your time. Nothing is going to change if you don't want to do any work, if you don't want to put in any effort, if you don't want to work to identify negative money habits or mindset blocks or anything like that, like you will stay in the exact same place for the rest of your life if you don't want to do anything about it. Nobody's going to eventually come to you and be like, listen, I heard you need some help with your finances. Let me take you by the hand and guide you through the process. I will help you change all your habits. I will replace your thoughts with different thoughts. Like it's not going to happen. It will never happen. So you have to take some action in order to see some change in your life. And if you are tired of being stressed out about your money, if every time you get paid, you're like not even excited about it because it just goes to bills or you're just always stressed about being able to pay rent or your debt is weighing heavily on you. And like, I never get to enjoy my money. All of it goes to paying credit cards and paying student loans and all that stuff. Like you have to do something about it. It's time to do it because you deserve not to be stressed about your money all the time. Your money is a resource for you to enjoy your life. The best things in life are just being alive, going to do the things you enjoy, making good food, hanging out with your family and friends, going on vacation, taking a camping trip with your family. Like all of that requires money and you are worthy of having it and using it as a resource to enjoy your life and not having to struggle so goddamn much. Okay. I'm tired of seeing it. (laughs) It's time to do something about it. So here are your action items for the week is to find small areas to improve your habits. So we talked about in this episode of if one of your habits is 
you have a bad day at work, you're feeling badly about yourself and you go on Amazon and you get something that's going to help you feel better or you think is going to make you feel better. What is a way that you can improve that habit? What can you replace it with? So start there, find that small area, right? That is a minuscule area that we're going to work with is after work, sitting on the couch. If you had a bad day, right? That's a small cross section of life where you've had a bad day and you're just feeling badly about yourself and you want to impulsively shop. That's a small area we can work to improve. The next is to find an accountability partner. If it's your sister, if it's your brother, if it's your mother, if it's a stranger on the internet, me, I will be that person for you. I'm happy to do that. If it's a professional, I don't care who it is. You have to find somebody that is going to be there to listen to you, to be empathetic, to listen to what you need from them. If you're like, listen, bitch, I need you to call me every Friday and ask me what I'm doing with my life. If I did my weekly money check and I need you to check on me, whatever that thing is for you. I need you to find that person. The next is to journal about your spending habits and stress triggers. So I talked about if money equals stress to you, let's start there. Um, One exercise that I did in an unrelated, like not money class, was a business course I went through, was writing a letter to money. So it was like, what do you want to say? If money was a person, what would you say to it? Like, thanks for ruining my life. Like, what would you say to it? You always stress me out. <laughs> You're a dark cloud over my day. Like, what would you say to it? Start there. And a the way that you can do this is just journal about your spending habits. If you're like, I feel like I'm totally out of control with my spending at the grocery store, at anthropology, at whatever, the coffee shop. I feel like I have no control about that. Just start there. And we will work from there to journal about those spending habits and identify what causes you to be stressed about money. The next is to brainstorm replacements for those triggers. So in our example of had a bad day, you're tempted to overspend on Amazon. What can you replace your negative habit with? How can you replace it with a positive one? So maybe instead of going straight for the Amazon app, you're like, settle down, you get home from work, you put on your pajamas, you sit on the couch, you open Amazon. Instead of doing that, what if you were like, maybe I'll go for a walk instead. Or take some time to, maybe you like cooking. Maybe you'll take some time to cook instead, instead of immediately going for the Amazon app. Like what positive thing can you replace that small? Remember we talked about finding a small area to improve? That would be a very small thing if you're like, okay, well, instead of opening Amazon, I'm going to go for like a 10 minute walk, like something very small that's just going to take your attention away and replace it with that kind of like habitual thing, because I've talked about in other episodes where most of our days are just run on autopilot, where we're like just doing stuff basically. And so we kind of just like get into that space where you're like picking up your phone. You're like, I didn't even tell my brain to do this. It's just doing this. That's exactly what we're working on. It's like, okay, let's put a stopper in that, put your phone down and go do something else instead. And what's the positive thing you can do instead? Go for a walk, five minute walk, take your dog out, go do something you enjoy doing, go to the store, do something else instead of doing that. Again, not easy. I'm not meaning to say like, just go do the thing. I know that it's hard, but it takes a lot of work. And the next thing, the next and last thing is going to find your starting point for taking control of your finances. So if you, we talked about tracking your expenses for a month and the next step will kind of be revealed to you. If you're finding your monthly debt payments are killing your ability to save money, that means maybe your next step is prioritizing getting that smallest debt paid off by implementing a budget and sticking it to it to get that done. Another example would be like, every time you start to get ahead, something comes up and you're back to struggling. Building up that one month of emergency fund would definitely help and establishing sinking funds, which are your longer term savings, um, establishing those 
ahead of time for large expenses. So if you were like, okay, something always comes up with my car, can you establish like a car maintenance fund, put it in a separate account so that when something comes up with your car, you're not pulling that money from your rent money or your grocery money. You already have a fund for that that eliminates that money stress. If you spend everything you make and never have money to do the things you want and you don't have enough money to put towards any other goals or things you care about, Maybe your solution then is get on a budget, track your expenses for a month, and work to identify those spending triggers and kind of mindset blocks. Okay, those are your action items for the week. I know they're hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard to confront uncomfy feelings, bad habits, bad thoughts, bad juju. I know that it's hard to confront those things, but we have to start doing it in order to take back control. And money touches everything in your life. It will affect your mental health. It will affect your physical health. It will affect your relationships, the conversations you have. It will touch everything in your life. So working to reduce the stress you have around your finances is a worthy thing to put in the work and work to eliminate the stress or bring it down as much as you can and kind of set up these safety nets for yourself that you're not like consistently stressed out about it. Okay. So send me a message on Instagram, send me a DM, send me an email. If you want to talk about it, if you're like, listen, these were kind of helpful or really helpful, but I need some next steps, send me a message and we will talk about it. And I'm happy to do that. I love interacting with you guys. Podcast is like a weird one-way conversation where I'm just like asking questions into the void and talking to myself, uh, basically. So if you want to have a conversation, I would love to continue this on social media or via email. Um, Come hang out with me and we'll talk about it. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next episode.